This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with John Lambert, 47, Slaughter. It's another great day for wellness, and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis Hunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom. And Pac, super excited to be back on the show this week and to have our guest. Uh, it's not often that I get to talk to F3 royalty, and today is one of those days that uh, I get to do that, and he gets to share some of his perspective on health and wellness what F3 has meant to him, and how he implements posting in the gloom to accelerate his king uh, to be a better father, husband, and business leader. So of course, I am talking none other than John Lambert, or affectionately known as Slaughter in the gloom. Welcome to the show, my friend. Bones, man, it's great to see you. It's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me on your awesome show. I appreciate the invitation, and I definitely appreciate uh, the content you put out every week, super uh, helpful stuff. Well, thank you. I appreciate you listening. And uh, it's always nice to hear when people are getting value out of what you're putting out there. And certainly, I know you're not uh, a stranger to that. You get an opportunity to go and represent our nation quite a bit. And, and just recently uh, on Good Morning America in New York City. So give us a little rundown of how that experience went. Man, that was one of those things that I'm going to kind of keep and put into my whatever memory bank or something as, as, a, as a top experience. That was a ton of fun. Um, the, the reason it came about was, of course, we, we got the New York Times article a few weeks ago, and then Peloton, uh, a PAX out of Dallas, is our publicist, and he's been trying to use that as a springboard to get us onto some other national media outlet type things. And uh, this came about. They were interested. Of course, it, if you watched it, you know, it fit into their Faith Friday segment. Um, so Carmen Sandiego and I went up to New York City for about a day and a half, and we packed about a week's worth of stuff into that day and a half. He, he had lived there. So the, the trip itself was fantastic. Saw a lot of New York. It's a great time of year. We led a, uh, a workout in Central Park that morning that the show aired. And then going to the studio and, and recording with TJ and uh, – I've never been on a set like that. I've never been in front of the, you know, uh, a camera with a bunch of producers and directors and things. So it was really exciting. I, my mission was to go on there and, and to be a commercial for F3. Uh, and, and CSD obviously spoke a lot from the heart about the faith component. And they, they edited some of the F3 stuff out, which is fine, um, because what, what Carmen Sandiego talked about was really, really good. I mean, I think that was absolutely perfect. Uh, and, and just the fact, you know, it wasn't so much me and him, obviously, we're, we're just two guys in the nation. It could have been anybody. The fact was that F3 was there in the national spotlight. And I don't care if a, if a single new person joined F3 because of that or not. It, what it really accomplished was getting the packs as they exist fired up uh, to see something that they care about and love so much in the national spotlight, I think, got guys really excited. So I've seen and heard from hundreds of people uh, that just thought it was fantastic. And, uh, and I was just honored to be chosen to be the guy to be there sitting on that seat, um, nervous as heck <laughs> for about four minutes. It was cool. Yeah. Really cool. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys pulled it off beautifully. I had an opportunity to watch it and uh, I thought the messaging was fantastic. Uh, to your point, uh, I, we were speaking prior to putting record on or pushing record on this. And you had mentioned that you had a, a little bit more opportunity to speak specifically about F3 that was a little bit uh, more edited out. But uh, uh, the message that did get aired still resonated with me. And, and, and I think the guys across the nation, as you mentioned, I've seen countless tweets and reposts of the video across all social media channels. And 
I, I, to your point, I completely agree that invigoration of the current PACs members is just as important as drawing guys out of the, you know, out of the woodwork and, and into the gloom. And uh, I think it was great. And I have had personal experience uh, on TV sets personally, not, not to that level. I was never been on a national broadcasted show, but here locally in Charlotte, uh, they have a segment or they used to at least good morning, Charlotte uh, here in, in Charlotte and probably yeah. about 20, 20 different opportunities to go on and share about health and wellness. And I will say, as they're coming off a commercial or they're going to you on camera, it is absolutely nerve wracking, uh, experience. So, uh, good for yeah. you guys. You guys pulled it off beautifully. You look professional and, uh, I really appreciate, uh, the message that you guys shared. The one so thing speak, that I wish yeah, go ahead. They, they, the one thing I wish they had aired was they, they of course asked about middle-aged male loneliness and you heard what I said on the air, but I, I had expounded on that when they were recording and said that F3 is the solution uh, to, to that and can provide the fill, the, the quality fill in, in a man's life that he may, <clears throat> he may be missing in the middle of years. So they cut that part out too, which kind of made me sad. And I'll, I've got, a, a, I guess this is normal, but the first thing I noticed when I sat down, he had a cup of tea sitting there. Well, it was fake. It was, a, you know, it was like hardened epoxy with the tea bag in it. I'm, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is this world. It's all just, made up for tv and i was disappointed they did not provide a makeup person apparently they don't do that anymore so i had to provide my both of us did our own uh concealer to make our foreheads not shiny so <clears throat> what we uh we filmed some of it but we had to go to the drugstore and buy some makeup i've never done that before part of the experience. yeah it's it's, di <laughs> it's definitely different on camera i remember the first time i ever showed up to the show uh here in charlotte and expected a makeup person and they didn't provide one here either. And that's something you learn really quickly. Like, Oh, what they do on television, uh, is a lot of, you know, show, show business and, um, you know, the props and everything else that on a TV set, uh, 90% of it's just there for looks and not function. So, uh, good for you, man. Well, speaking of drawing, uh, men out into the gloom and, and, and being that solution for middle-aged male loneliness, you know, at one point that was both you and I before we found F3. So why don't you walk us back a little bit to when you uh, were learning about F3, how'd you learn about it, who EH'd you, and certainly why you got the name Slaughter. Yeah, uh, I guess it goes back a while now. It's hard to believe that 10 years has eclipsed. My first post was June 6, 2012. So F3 was about a year and a half old and Mighty Wind uh, was a neighbor of mine. Our daughters played softball together and, and we were similar kind of active guys and, and we got along and he had been doing F3 for just a little while. And he said, uh, you know, I think you would really like, uh, what we're doing here. Um, meet me. I said, sure. He said, meet me out in front of your house at 5.00 AM on your bicycle. And we're going to go to this workout. So we went to, as a Wednesday, we went to Ranger, uh, which is now a, one of the tougher workouts in Metro. And, uh, and I, uh, I remember <clears throat> thinking that I was in good shape. I'd been going to the gym, but realized I was not in F, good F3 shape, which whatever that is. Uh, and Swap Fox was the cue. And at COT, they uh, uh, latched onto my last name, Lambert, Silence of the Lambs, Slaughter of the Lambs. So I became Slaughter. And uh, certainly at the time did not know how lucky I was because back then they would run kind of a mental check for nicknames to make sure that it didn't clash with the, one of the existing same anywhere in the nation, which at the time consisted of Charlotte, Lake Norman, down to Columbia. That was about it. Uh, and of course, that went by the wayside a long time ago. So now there's there's uh, Carbon San Diego's and Bartman's all over the country. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how that went down. Yeah, I guess I never put that together. If And if I had heard that before, I'd forgot. That's why the slaughter reference, but that makes perfect sense. I love the creativity of the packs. And to your point, do you know of another slaughter? Is there another slaughter in F3 that you know of? Yeah, there were two and we, we, we had them eliminated. <laughs> no, no, no other slaughters that I've run across. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I, and I doubt there will be moving forward just from a standpoint of your, your recognition now in the gloom across the nation. And so speaking of that, uh, you know, you not only hear post, locally in your own region, which is Metro, 
but uh, you have a national leadership role for our organization, hence your opportunity to go on Good Morning America. Walk us through, in case a PAX truly doesn't know who you are, or what your actual role is, and, and what you're involved in. Walk us through exactly what that is. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, it's, it's exciting. And, and, you know, if a PAX somewhere is existing in their home region at their AOs and doesn't know about any of what I'm about to say, that's perfectly fine. That's kind of by design. You know, it's a, it's a starfish model. The, the, uh, you know, the organization, the power is out kind of in the tentacles at the region. So we, we, we try to have that, that fragile balance of, of just enough structure to make this thing exist. But um, a few years ago, we, we made some changes. F3 Nation Incorporated has always existed uh, as a corporation uh, just so there can be some type of entity, but it was um, kind of loose and the bylaws were just enough to, to get us by. Uh, and I got involved when OBT, the co-founder, retired about five years ago. I had done some things for the nation before that, but um, so I took over as the weasel shaker. And we spent the next few years trying to craft a uh, more of a formal organization uh, that it would include uh, an executive group uh, of which I'm a part of, and a board of directors. And that's also when we brought the F3 Foundation, which was separate at the time, in as a subsidiary of the nation. So we have, uh, according to our bylaws, we have a group of people that are legally responsible for the day-to-day -day operation of F3 Nation Incorporated. Uh, and that is, uh, those are the executive directors, um, or excuse me, those are the executives as named in the bylaws. And then we have a, a board of directors uh, I have one foot in both. So I'm on the executive team and I'm also on the board of directors. Uh, my title is the CEO. So uh, under me, we have the president, which is Dark Helmet of the Nation, and the president of the foundation, which is Snapfade. Um, and we have GMO and uh, TML. And these are the, the folks that uh, officially run the nation. Um, there's different SLTs beneath that. So we, uh, We've got a formal meeting quarterly. We've got formal board meetings quarterly. Um, we're kind of responsible for the, the vision, uh, the policies, and we're also responsible for all of the business side of the nation. And there's a lot more of that than, than anybody would probably guess. Everything from tax filings to budgets to, um, you know, intellectual property protection, uh, trademarks, uh, you know, corporate attorneys, all those different type of things, royalty agreements. So those are all the things that we that we as a group function, uh, and I'm a, I'm ahead of that group. That's, so that's how that works. Got it. And that's why you get the largest salary in F3, right? Absolutely, <laughs> you got that right. No, it's uh, you know you, know, you do so many things, and obviously when when you go out and visit other PAX regions and 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 you work out with them and get the picture with those guys, and certainly you see you doing that role. But what would be one role that you do that you would think most of the packs would be completely surprised that you do just behind the scenes that no one knows about? Um, I sign the tax returns that get fire, filed with the IRS. That's probably something nobody thinks about. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just like in any business, that's something that has to occur. And it's, it's kind of double because uh, there's a separate one for the 501c3 for the nonprofit, the 990. So there's a lot of those types of things that uh, occur behind the scenes. Um, you know, we've got to get our budget approved by the board of directors. Um, as stated in the bylaws, they approve, you know, all of our spending. So that takes a few months to put together um, those types of things. And then, of course, if anybody doesn't know, all of that information is available on our website as part of our annual report. Uh, we publish every dollar in, every dollar out, and we uh, publish the budget for the for the next year before it exists. So that, that information is available to all PACs or anybody with an internet connection. Um, that was one of the first things I did as the, as the CEO was to make sure that we were absolutely visible to the, the people uh, who are part of this organization because it's everybody's uh, group. It's not anybody's group. Got it. Yeah. And I really appreciate that about F3 and what you guys are doing from a leadership standpoint of the transparency and um, not, you know, doing things behind closed doors, if you will. So good job. Keep, keep up the good work, man. So I really appreciate that leadership role, but of course you're a, you're a father and, and a husband and, and run a business. 
uh, as well on top of all of that. So why don't we just kind of, if someone doesn't know who you are uh, or doesn't know what you look like or your physique or height, weight, that kind of stuff, give us an, give us that little rundown. So people, as we talk about your health and nutrition and wellness strategies, they have a physical idea of who you are and what you look like. Yeah. So like you said, I'm 47. Um, uh, I have a beard every winter from Thanksgiving to Easter. That's kind of my deal. Uh, I'm seriously balding. So I cut my hair with a number two guard every two weeks, uh, but I'm 5'8", 175 pounds. Uh, I get mistaken for either uh, being Mexican or Italian quite, quite regularly, but I am neither. I'm, uh, I'm German, Irish of all things. Um, so I, I grew up in Ohio, or no, I was born in Ohio, but I grew up in Charlotte. So I claim the South. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of what I, yeah, what I look like. Perfect. I just, yeah. I just recently had to start wearing glasses as you can see in the video. That's a, that's something I fought for a while, but it definitely makes life a lot easier being able to see. Yeah, I, I bet. And you have 2.0s, uh, two, three, how many 2.0s? So I've got, I've got one, I've got one stepdaughter. Okay. She's uh she's 22. Gotcha. Um, my wife and I weren't ever able to have children of our own. So I met Parker when she was four. Um, and I've been married um, almost 16 years now, uh, to Janetta, wow. who's fantastic. So yeah, I, uh, I helped raise Parker and consider her my own. Like I said, she's 22 now. Gotcha. Well, that's a different stage of life too. I mean, as almost an adult, I have an almost 16 year old. So getting ready for that, uh, last half of the teenage years and then uh, a 14 year old son. So kind of in the thick of all that. So as far as your health journey, Obviously, you're part of F3, have been part of F3 for a good decade now, uh, almost. What was your physical fitness, athletic uh, upbringing as far as kind of being involved as a teenager in college? Were you doing exercises as an adult man prior to F3? Give us a little rundown of what it was like pre-F3. Yeah, good, good question. So growing up, I always had played sports and in through high school, I, uh, I played football, I wrestled, and I ran track. So I was a pretty active guy. Um, after high school in college is when my life got derailed. Um, uh, and if anybody doesn't know, I'm, I'm in recovery from alcohol and drugs. But for, um, I guess, a good 10 or 15 years, I was, I was in the throes of my addiction. And my, uh, my health wasn't only not existent, but it was, uh, it was going backwards. Um, if anybody's looking to uh, to get in the best shape of their life, uh, I can tell you alcohol and drugs is not the path path to get there. So I uh, I got sober in 2005, and and things started changing for the better then. So from 2005 up until now, I've been pretty active. Before the F3 days, I I was just kind of a I was on a flag football club team in in Charlotte, and uh, I worked out at the Y. Um, and uh, I was, I guess I was in sort of average shape when I got to F3, that changed, I would say pretty dramatically. Uh, so I lost maybe 15 pounds from my heaviest, which was right before F3 uh, to where I am now. And then um, I changed, I changed my diet back after recovery and before F3, I didn't pay much attention to my diet. And so that's changed fairly dramatically as well. So I would definitely say that maybe other than high school, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my adult life for sure. Yeah, that's fantastic because I think there's a thought process, certainly in the general population and public, because I treat men and women of all ages in my office. And it invariably, as they get that 40 mark and 50 mark, most of their excuses of all their problems is their age of why they can't do this or why they can't do that or getting old sucks. I hear that all the time. And I'm like you, man, I'm like, I want to be in the best shape of my life now and, and do what I can on a daily basis to feel better and better. And I just told somebody the other day, basically what you just said, which is, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life today than I was, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And F3 play obviously plays a, plays a huge role in that. Now, do you do, anything like lifting or, or weight training outside of F3, like you were prior to F3 anymore, or you just do the posting? Nope. I'm only an F3 guy. Okay. Now, now that looks, that, <laughs> that looks, that looks different 
uh, depending on, you know, what, what I've got going on. But uh, I, I'd say on average, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely just a purist F3 guy, but sometimes that's a little more running. Sometimes that's a little bit more gear, but it's, 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 it's largely been consistent over the last 10 years. Yeah. And then as far as a posting schedule, are you a five day a week, six day, three, what are you doing typically? I'm a six day a week guy. Um, now occasionally work or travel will take me away from being able to post in the gloom. Uh, so I'll either catch an afternoon workout or just go run on my own. But, um, typically I'm a six day a week guy and I'll take Sunday off from exercise. Gotcha. Kind of the day of rest perspective. Yeah. For me, I don't know. I mean, I think the rest itself is important, but it's the mental reward, if you will, because I think one of the, the most useless things that I can do is plan to post in the morning, set my alarm, wake up, and then don't go to a workout. I might as well go to a workout, but knowing that I'm taking the day off and occasionally I've had some injuries and things, uh, even short term for a couple of days, but the knowing that I'm not going to work out that day allows me to, uh, to enjoy a much more restful evening and morning. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're worried about that alarm going off early in the morning, there's just something about that restlessness that builds up as far as F3 style of workouts, you mentioned running gear, that kind of stuff. Are you trying to hit different aspects of uh, styles on a weekly basis, or do you have kind of ones that you try to hit? And if it happens to be something else you have to do because of travel or scheduling, you do those. Yes. That's a good question. Um, and I do travel a lot for both F3 and for work and, and vacations and whatnot. Um, so my, my, my regular life when I'm home, I've got a good mix of boot camp, uh, a gear workout for strength and a running workout. So I'll do a few boot camps during the week. Uh, one gear workout, and and I usually try to do at least one work, running workout or or a boot camp in, in Charlotte. Well, like this morning, it was a boot camp, and we ran almost six miles. So <laughs> I consider those almost a running workout. Um, I was going to say, yeah, to make, that's, yeah, that's not ahead. a normal boot camp for sure. Um, but I try to get 25 miles a week, um, and sometimes if I'm short or I'm out of town, and a lot of boot camps in most of the country, 45 minutes are you know, between one and a half and two and a half miles in Charlotte, they're probably three plus. So if I'm out of town or something and my mileage is down a little bit, I'll make sure I go on a long run or something. I just, I have found that I function the best in, in different ways. If I, if I get that 25 mile mark, and I, I think a lot of it too is mental and I'm, I'm, I'm a self challenger. So I'm trying to get, you know, make sure I get 1200, 1200 miles a year and all those, all that good stuff. Well, it's nice to have metrics. It's nice to have those goals, those check, those check boxes so that, uh, you don't fall off or you slide in the wrong direction. So I'm, I'm with you. And are you tracking that through like a Strava app or something? Is that how you're? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got a Garmin, so it goes through my Garmin app and on Strava. So yeah, they, and I have the paid version of Strava, which provides great metrics and shows me exactly where I'm at. I'm, I'm, and I'm a, even though I was injured at the beginning of the year, I was, I'm, a, I'm ahead of schedule. Well, good for you, man. As far as, you know, you mentioned traveling and, and seeing different AOs and it's certainly the, the perk of, of being able to witness different styles of workout and, and different genres of, of guys as far as what they prefer to do in the gloom. What have you found to be one of the most bizarre workouts that you've and maybe bizarre is the wrong word but most different than what we consider like the standard f3 workout that you've been part of uh and where was it let's see so uh the hampton roads guys they have like an ultimate uh they have like an ultimate thing that they do on a regular basis um the guys up in um up in pennsylvania they have a, a farm workout at least once a year where they uh <laughs> where they're pulling around tractors and, and cow tipping and, you know, all those farm type of things. So those are a lot of fun. Um, what the heck else? Uh, you know, I, and this has actually become normal, but a couple of years ago, it wasn't where people would go out and ruck for an hour before the boot camp. Uh, but that, that's what a lot of places are doing now. Uh, so most of the time when I'm out of town, you know, I always make sure I connect with somebody and they're like, Oh, we'll come, you know, we'll come get you at four fifteen. We'll go ruck for an hour and then we'll go. And I'm like, Holy cow. Yeah, I guess so. But that's a, that's a tough one, but it's nice to see people uh, mixing it up and pushing themselves like that. Plus rucking is just such a great second F thing. So 
I, yeah, I guess I've seen, I've seen a lot. Most of the time, it's just regular boot camp focusing, I'd say, on, on body weight type exercises. Um, but even on, in those regions, they do a good job of mixing it up with, with CSOPs and run, rucking and running and things. So I, I see a, consistently a really good mix. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, and that's what I kind of take too. I, I'm on the Slack or the nation Slack channel and there's this, uh, you know, the first F channel on there. And I see quite a unique things being posted across the gloom. So I was just curious what you have seen firsthand and participated in that maybe would be something our listeners could take back to their own region, whatever that might be as far as CSOPs. I, I think, I, I, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I think, I think, I think that, uh, when I've, when I've participated in like these ultimate Frisbee or ultimate football, um, like playing an actual game. I've been to regions uh, down in Tennessee where they play basketball as a, as a workout. Those, for me, those are great. It's just a, a good distraction from the actual exercise. If you've gotten a little bit stale on exercising. So I, I, I don't see as many regions doing that. Then maybe, maybe give it a try if you think things are a little stale. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I've been part of F3 close to six years myself, and I don't know if I've ever worked out in a, uh, a work, an AO that was just game oriented like that, you know, meaning a basketball game or a softball game or soccer or whatever. I mean, I've had cues do things with the basketball or with the soccer ball or something that was tied into the actual workout, but not specifically the game. And I think that's something that a lot of us men enjoy that competition aspect of things. Uh, part of that can be done certainly in a, in a regular boot camp, which spurs that on, but it's something different about, you know, having a, a game with scoring and uh, an objective to, to outscore that, that other person. So I can see a, a value in that. So that's, that's great you know, that you mentioned, mentioned that and something I think, you know, a lot of regions maybe should throw in there on a, on a routine basis. You mentioned CSOP or we, we kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, what has been in your mind, one of the best CSOPs you've been part of, or what is one that you typically always try to do because you like it so much? Geez, let's see. Uh, I think there's the polar bear that they have up in the Lake Norman area is always a good one. Uh, the Kraken out in uh, eastern North Carolina is uh, – no, I'm sorry. The Kraken's in uh, Florida is uh, is a good one. Um, I forget the one of the, that they have in the east. Um, but, they, gosh, I've been to so many of them. They all so, – most of them are good. You know, it's, it, what works best, I think, is when they have maybe three, three maybe four hours on a Saturday morning because anything more than that, you're just not going to get good participation because people have – too many uh, family commitments, um, but they uh, I've seen and I've seen all kinds of things. You know, it's everything from a simulated uh, grow ruck ruck phase type of a thing to um, you know scavenger hunts to um, the farm thing I was telling you about in Pennsylvania. I've seen all kinds of uh, interesting things, but what works best is when it's designed to to, to push people in the region past where they would normally be physically. Uh, I, I think those work the best. And I, I, I think if it doesn't do that on a certain level, I'm not saying it's not a seesaw, but it's, it's just more of the same. I, I, I think you need to really challenge the, the, the men. Um, down in Fort Mill, they have one. And I didn't know about this, but it, you know, we went like 13 miles. And it was a deal where you run 13 miles and they have workouts in between. And then at the end, they had something called the Zima Mile, which I wasn't aware of. And by the way, it was two miles. So after killing myself all morning, I went for this, what I thought was another one mile run, which I didn't think I was going to finish and ended up being an extra two and a half miles. So that kind of, uh, that kind of knocked me in the dirt, uh, but it was good. I mean, and there was a bunch of guys doing that, uh, that kind of left little extra kick to make sure they uh, were completely useless for the rest of the day. I liked it. Yeah. You're referring to the Yeti. Uh, Yeti, that's down, right. down in Fort Mill, as many listeners know, that's one of, uh, one of my home regions here. I'm kind of wedged between a couple regions that makes it simple for me to go to kind of hop around and one be in the fort. And Zima Miles named after a PAX member, Zima, and he was infamous for uh, doing a lot of running and adding 
running to AOs. And, and that was just something he added one year when he was in charge of that CSOP, called it the Zima mile. And I think maybe originally it was a mile. And then every year it just became one of those undisclosed numbers. And you just kind of had to take off and hope, hope it wasn't six. And hopefully it was closer to one. So good for you, man. <laughs> Obviously you get up most mornings and go post. Um, we, we call it, you know, taking the, the daily red pill, you know, what for you is that motivating factor to get up on a day-to-day basis, just to go out there and post and, and start your day off that way. I think it started off and, and to a certain extent, it still is selfish. I mean, my, I know from experience that my days just go that much better when I've had that experience and, and, so I'm not, and a lot of guys are, and, and God bless them. I don't get up like an hour, hour and a half before the workout and have coffee and meditate. Um, the best I'm able to do is uh, I get up in just enough time to get there. I ride to the workout silently, uh, no radio or anything, and just kind of kind of get my head straight. I also do that same thing back home and uh, do a little reflection. Um, but so that so that's what it was for the longest time. But now I, I, I whenever there's something going on that is a reason outside of myself for example there uh, billy bob was in town uh charlotte from columbia he's a former nantan down there he showed up at the tuesday workout and uh he was in town again wednesday and i said hey man i'll come pick you up and take you to a workout not that he needed me to do that or anything but um i've been out of town so much myself i know it's so much easier when somebody local comes and gets you so you don't have to worry about am i in the right darkened parking lot at this park or whatnot um and then uh you know a lot of times i'll you know i was down your region earlier this year i get invited to queue a lot or uh i meet some folks that are in town and they're like oh i'll be down at the fort um so anything i can do to kind of get outside of myself and go and 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 see what else is going on whether it's a pax i know has been struggling with something somebody's in from out of town uh, it's a workout to honor somebody, whether it's a birthday or hundredth post or whatever that may be. Uh, I just, uh, it's the same thing in recovery. Uh, you know, you try to get outside of yourself, uh, to, to solve whatever it is that ails you because that always works. So, uh, you know, I, I think that it's important that F3 is there for the next man. And in order for that to happen, there's gotta be somebody there at the workout, right? So that's, yeah. that's kind of how Absolutely. I try to think about it on, on the days when I don't want to get up. I'm like, you know, what if nobody else is there? Uh, which of course never happens where I go, but uh, if everybody thought that way and nobody got out of bed and didn't worry about it, then nobody would be there. Uh, anyway, that's what kind of, that's what gets me out of bed sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and you've been doing this a long time. I mean, certainly across the nation, one of the people who've done it the most uh, just from a time standpoint, obviously, um, there's ebb and flow in everybody's lifestyle and, and seasons in life and, and, and different things that happen. Was there a time that you felt like it was tougher to, to, to get up and, and post on a consistent basis? Did you ever go through like a hiccup like that? Absolutely. Uh, so I've been injured, um, which I didn't have. a. Ch- well, there's two kinds of injuries. There's the kind where it's obvious and you don't have a choice uh, that you can't post something just doesn't work or whatnot. And then there's a pulled calf or, uh, or a rolled ankle or something like that, where you're like, well, I can, I could probably go, but I shouldn't. So, um, so those have kept me out of the gloom and that, I think those are kind of easy. I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do, but I've had some, uh, I've had some emotional ups and downs over the years. And I've found that when I'm emotionally exhausted, uh, whether I've got something going on with, with my wife, or, uh, you know, I'm overly stressed about work or um, I'm just feeling kind of blue. That's happened a few times as well. I've found that it's difficult to get up and, and go out into the gloom. And there's been some times where I just haven't go- gone for a few days for no good reason. Uh, and I felt bad because I didn't go. And then I felt worse because I didn't go. Uh, and it's amazing how difficult it is to get back after even not going for a few days. And I, you know, I certainly know plenty of people that haven't gone for weeks or months. And, you know, I think the guys that go on a regular basis, myself certainly included, take for granted how difficult it is 
to get back out there on that first day. Uh, but it really is. Yeah. So that's a perfect point. Um, you know, to, to kind of lead into my next question, which is obviously there's guys all the time that find themselves posting consistently, but then start to not post as often. And then before they know it, they're just not out there. And, and certainly around the circle of trust, you're looking around and you're not seeing some of these guys anymore. And it happens if you're in F3 long enough, you'll see guys kind of come in and out and back in and out. So to that point, what do you, you know, do you have any advice to, to maybe help a guy that might be a struggling with staying consistent? Maybe they are struggling with the why of getting up there and, and, and being consistent with it. Do you have any suggestions or advice to kind of keep a guy a little bit more consistent as posting in the gloom? Yeah. So I, I think what helps, and, and it's so easy that when we see a guy that hasn't been around for a while to, to kind of make fun of that, you know, call him Cotter or say, oh, gee, you know, you've been fart sacking, buddy. Um, I think what works better is to say how great it is to see somebody. Man, how you doing? It is so good to see you. I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, and that's not in my nature either. But uh, having been that guy or having spoken to people, you know, that, that, that weighs on a guy. And, and if they get too much crap for not having posted and, and coming back one morning, that's going to be the excuse they might have that next morning, like, oh, I don't want to go to this next workout I haven't been to in a month. They're going to give me a bunch of crap. I'll just stay home. So, um, you know, in, in AA, they, you know, they say, you know, you can save somebody's life just by reaching out your hand, saying, I'm glad to see you. And the same thing is true in F3. Um, so that's the first thing that I try to practice is to be grateful when somebody's there. Um, uh, second of all is, if, is to offer to pick somebody up, whether it's an FNG somebody who's in from out of town or somebody that hasn't been there in a while that I run into at church or the grocery store or at lunch or something. I said, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been meaning to get out. And, well, Hey, I'm going to wherever tomorrow. Have, mind if I, I'll swing by your house and I'll pick you up. Uh, no, no, no. Not, well, you know what? I'm going to be there in the morning. I'll be there at five 15. So, you know, come out if you can, I'll wait five minutes. Um, and that usually works pretty well because it's that, I mean, the, the, the thing that makes F3 unique. One of the ways is, is the accountability. Uh, you know, they don't have that in a lot of CrossFit gyms and certainly not at, at the YMCA, for example, but uh, that's what we have in F3. And sometimes it's just that little thing like, oh, man, I told somebody yesterday I'd see him today, so I better get up and make good on my word. Or if you're that guy, somebody's going to be in your driveway. That's that's a big difference between having to do it all on your own. Yeah, I mean, and you're speaking to the, the heart of inclusion and accountability and that brotherhood aspect that I think is unique to F3. Because to your point, any other, if, and, and I think this is where maybe, and this is where my own struggle was uh, just to be transparent. Cause I've, as I mentioned, I've, pro I've been part of F3 six years now. And through that journey, I've been pretty consistent. I mean, I've never like not posted for a long period of time, but I certainly dabbled with going back to other uh, modalities, gym, you know, different things in, 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 um, in conjunction with F3, but it, it eats away at the F3 opportunity. And um, I think I always fall in that trap when I make F3 all about the first F, when I make F3 all about my king and me getting in shape and um, I lose the bigger picture of what F3 is special for, which is this accountability, this group of guys that I get to be part of and, and, and living outside of myself in this third F aspect, like you mentioned, of, of being the guy in the gloom, because if no one else is there, who's going to be the other guy and having that, you know, that aspect of, of things. So I think that happens when people do get selfish with their own physical fitness needs with F3. I think that's when they, kind of fall off a little bit uh, personally. And that's certainly when I did. But then when I go back with the attitude of I'm there for the other guys in the circle, certainly I still get a good workout. And certainly there's a physical fitness aspect that I, you know, there's an advantage to that. But most, and the biggest advantage is that the group of guys and, and the camaraderie and knowing somebody else is doing life with you. And, and so I agree with you hundred percent. And so if you're a PAX who's you know, struggling with the motivation to get up and go, you know, go, go for the next two weeks, not for you, but for those other guys and just kind of see how that changes your, you know, your perspective about going, or if you know a guy that's struggling, 
to Slaughter's point, start really uh, letting them know how much you appreciate seeing them and what it means to you that they're there. Because I think all of us like to feel wanted and needed. And uh, gr great points, brother. I, I really appreciate that. And I think there was uh, yeah, there's another thing I wanted to mention. Um, uh, back to what you said, it's not all about the first F. So at, at one point I had a, a dual pulmonary embolism and, and wasn't able to work out for, for a while too. I forget if it two or three months. Uh, and I was bumming pretty hard. This was back in 2017. Well, there's a group in Charlotte called CORE, C-O-R-E. And these are uh, guys, there's not as much running involved at all, which is certainly unique for Charlotte. But they had invited me out and, they, and I was able to, to walk and eventually ruck, although I couldn't fully exercise. So, and they still do this to this day. Uh, if anybody's injured, they will walk with you. So you'll show up at the beginning and then uh, whoever's walking with you that day will go and walk with you. Then you'll come back uh, for COT. And I mean, that just meant the world to me because I was upset that I was missing out on my F3 experience. And I thought that it had everything to do with the first F. And I quickly realized when I was going back to do this with them, that it had a lot more to do with the other two Fs. And I was feeling a lot more fulfilled and my days were going better when I had that interaction. Um, and, and, you know, we, we were only going to walk a couple miles. So, you know, if you've got any, if, if you and your region, you're listening to this can put something like that together, kind of a, a, an offer to walk folks that are injured um, to get them out in the morning that it meant a lot for me. And I know it means a lot for the other people that can do that. And I've, I have done that with others as well just gone and walked with them in the morning and it met back up with everybody else at COT. It, it, that's a great, a, a great program. Yeah. And I've heard other regions doing something similar. I know down in Lake Wiley, they have uh, a whole group of guys that get together for that and um, even uh, uh, highlighted it on the podcast uh, last year. And so I think it's something every region should have because we're all going to end up injured at some point or find a position where running six miles at a morning boot camp isn't feasible for us that day for whatever reason. And uh, those other options are nice. Well, we've been talking a lot about the first step and the king aspect of health and wellness. So give us a little deep dive into what slaughter does for the queen. Uh, what do you do uh, <laughs> dietarily, man? So I, I'm an intermittent faster, uh, so I'll, I'll eat dinner and then I don't eat anything until lunch the next day. And, and at least once, sometimes twice a month, I'll try to do a 24-hour fast. Um, and I intermittent fast minimum five days a week. I try to do six. Uh, sometimes my wife and I, a special thing on the weekend is to go get breakfast together when we can. So anyway, that's, that's part of what I do. Um, uh, and other than that, I, so I've got a sweet tooth bones that's my that's my weakness brother i uh, i've fought with that for years um so i for me what works better is to just sort of embrace that and to try to control it um so quantity and frequency uh is, is a big deal um and i try to eat healthy i try to get my make sure i get my servings of fruits and vegetables uh every day and i, I do that by actually counting but i'm not a saint uh you know i, I eat pizza and burgers on occasion Although I have found that, and I like a, I like a good steak, um, but I have found that eating better makes me feel better. And by not being as staunch with with, with the rules, um, I, I found that I that I enjoy things. So I'm I'm 175. I you know I, I think my natural weight. Um, and I'm I'm a pretty muscular guy, but just by nature. Um, but I think you know I I always think I can stand to lose maybe another five pounds. Uh, but I. I I don't worry all that much about it. Um, I'm not a coffee drinker. I drink uh, green tea in the morning just because I don't like coffee and I'm sensitive to caffeine. I think that helps. Uh, and obviously I don't, I don't drink alcohol either. So that kind of makes it easy. There's, there's a lot of carbs and calories in, in alcohol. Um, so that, that's about it. I usually uh, eat a big lunch mostly because uh, I go out a lot for, for work with employees, F3 guys. Uh, and then I'll eat usually a small dinner most of the time. My wife and I'll just have yogurt or uh, throw some salmon on the grill or something. So that's kind of my diet. Um, and I'll I'll usually eat something sweet every day, whether it's a mini candy bar or uh, or uh, fruit and uh, whipped cream or something like that. Um, 
just because I love it so much. There was a time a number of years ago when I and I, when I completely cut out all sugars and fruits and cheeses and carbs and everything, um, and it went fine for that period. Uh, but then I was back into it pretty hot and heavy, and I and I actually a month after I was done with that, I had to I had to back off of it because I had missed it so much that it, it didn't work out. So for me, it works better to to have some loose rules and just try to watch the size of my portions and make sure I get the right fruits and vegetables. Um, the intermittent fasting feels good to me. And other than that, I don't worry a whole lot about what I got going on. Yeah. And it, and you obviously have a plan. You, you have a perspective of what you want to follow. And I think that's most important is, you know, at least having a plan of what you think you, you should eat and how you should do it and sticking to that. And I think that consistency is serving you well. And I too practice intermittent fasting and that does make it a little bit easier to get away with certain things. And certainly it limits, uh, I, I do the same schedule as you from an intermittent fasting standpoint, where you leave out the quote unquote breakfast time period. And a lot of those foods are tough for people to um, eat healthy with. I mean, obviously you can, but uh, the, those are that time of day and those styles of foods seem to be the more sugary, carby type of foods the bre breakfast industry has promoted. So avoiding that time frame from eating sometimes can be a, a benefit just from that perspective alone. You mentioned the sweet tooth. You mentioned kind of daily having that sweet, whatever it is. What is the, uh, the slaughter jester when it comes to food? Like regardless of what you're doing, when you see this, you're going to have it. Um, it's ice cream. Okay. Usually ice cream. That's a, that's a tough one. And being at the office, there's so much stuff like somebody, not somebody, my wife uh, brought in some um, uh, rice crispy treats. Um, so stuff like that's usually, usually tough. And, uh, but I, I'm pretty good at avoiding it. But if I'm somewhere and, and somebody's getting ice cream for dessert or something, even if I'm like, no, no, I'm not, a, I'm not going to have any, I'm not ordering anything. I'm inevitably going to, I'm going to get my own spoon and, and dive into theirs. It's, that's my, that's my gesture for sure. Got yeah. It. So the, the, the trick for me is not having it in the house. You know, we'll have, yeah. uh, you know, I'll have some dark chocolate um, and some whipped cream and fruit and those types of things, but we don't have candy or ice cream or any of that stuff in the house. Cause if it's there, I'm going to eat it. I, I just will. Yeah. And that's a rule of thumb. I, I always teach my clients a lot of times too. I was like, listen, if you're struggling with whatever that is, the first step is to avoid having it in your home because if it's in your home, you can't just look at it. The willpower will run out. You will find an excuse to eat it. So just don't buy it. That's a great rule of thumb. Do you take any type of vitamins, supplements? Do you do anything like that outside of just the nutritional stuff you get from your food? Nope, not at all. I don't. Um, that may change one day, but as of right now, um, uh, I, I've, I've tried a few different things and I, I, I haven't seen the benefit. Um, so I, so I don't, um, you know, about the only thing that's changed for me in the last couple of years, um, has been the intermittent fasting that I've, I've added that in, uh, and I've, I've counted the, the quantity of fruits and vegetables to make sure I get there. Uh, other than that, everything else has pretty much stayed the same. And when you say count the fruits and vegetables, is there a number you're shooting for? And what do you classify as an uh, account? Yes. So I, I guess it's a cup, um, two cups of fruits and vegetables each a day is, is what I go for. Um, okay. And sometimes I'll substitute one for the other. Like if I'll go out to a restaurant and instead of getting the, you know, the, 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 the entree with two vegetable sides, sometimes I'll just get the three vegetable side types of things. So yeah, I try to get two cups of each a day. Got it. You get up in the morning, obviously early. Doesn't sound like you put a big window of time prior to the exercise, you know, prior to posting, you mentioned you kind of get up and you roll out and it's a shorter runway, if you will, to get to the exercise or the, the gloom. What time do you go to bed typically? I am, uh, lights out between 10 and 1030. Um, I mean, I try to be in bed between nine and nine 30 either watching TV or reading or just talking to my wife or a combination thereof. Um, so I, and I typically wake up between four 30 and five for my workout. Um, 
you know, and I, I've, I always get to the workout in enough time to stretch. That's something I've had to add to my routine pre and post stretching. Um, so I basically have enough time to get up, drink a big cup of water, get to where I'm going and leave myself a good 10 minutes to stretch. Um, and then, like I said, I'm lights out between 10 and 10:30. Got it. Now does your wife go to bed about the same time or is she a night owl? Nope. She's uh, she goes to bed early as well. So yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah. It makes it helpful. My wife's the same way, but, uh, just talking to other guys who have more of the night owl M it becomes a little more challenging, especially if you're a light sleeper, like I am, I just, I, I, I get in trouble the other night. In fact, my wife and kids were out a little scout type of meeting thing and they came back and it was already like nine o'clock and I was I was literally walking upstairs to go to bed and they walk in the door. And then my son mentions the student council thing and he was writing a speech. And before I knew it, it was like 1030. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you just robbed me <laughs> of an yeah. hour and a half of what I budget as far as my, my sleep. Cause my alarm goes off at 4 AM every morning. That's just, I found that that just, for me, I need that a little more runway to kind of do my little get ready sure. for the, the posting type of thing. So any hour after nine o'clock starts to really eat into that sleep deprivation uh, aspect of things. So I certainly typically, appreciate Yeah. Typically I, there's, there's at least one night a week where I'm up later for whatever reason. Um, I try to get to bed a little bit earlier than I before. I also am a light sleeper. And um, so I'm a brown noise guy for sure. And, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, uh, I'll, I'll give the listeners a life hack when you're out of town in a hotel room, which I don't know about you, but for me, it's tough to sleep anywhere. That's not home. Any little noise kind of keeps me awake. Uh, if you don't want to play some kind of white or Brown noise through your phone, go to the air conditioner and turn the fan from auto to on that way, the fan will run constantly all night long. And, uh, it'll provide you that, that background noise that'll hide the croak, creaks and groans of a wherever you're staying and it will prevent that thing from kicking on and off throughout the night to wake you up yeah that is a great hack i don't travel as much but uh, i can certainly relate to when that air conditioning unit turns on and off as, as disruptive as that can be yeah i'm a white noise sleeper myself i have a little app on my phone so when i'm traveling it makes little ocean waves and i have a little sound machine next to my bed at night uh, here at home which helps you know, drown that out. So yeah, man, great tip. I appreciate that. Is there anything you're per currently working on health wise? I mean, is there an event you have coming up? Is there something that you have a goal in mind that you're really training for at this moment? No, that's a, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm a big believer in always be training for something. Um, and I I've done a couple things. The most recent was probably the Mortimer 100, which is a stupid, silly relay race in the backcountry mountains in North Carolina. That's a whole nother story. Um, my F3 commitments have really prevented me from being able to do much else. Um, I've been, I'm traveling so much for F3 uh, on the weekends that I haven't been able to sign up for anything I've really wanted to sign up for. Um, and it's prevented me from doing any kind of consistent training uh, for anything on the weekends. Because a lot of times when I've got something coming up, whether it's a long run or a long ruck or whatever. Um, but I, I think this year, by the time the year's over, I will have been out of town just for F3 on the weekends 18 times, which wow. is, which is a lot. Yeah. Now, when you say you go out of town for F3, uh, is there specific things you're going out of town for? I mean, obviously you went recently to New York city for this, uh, airing or whatever, but, uh, what, what are you typically traveling for F3 for? Uh, so Grow Rucks, uh, I'm, I'm now a member of the Cadre team, so I will have gone to four Grow Rucks this year. Um, and then other than that, I uh, go for a lot of uh, convergence anniversaries types of things, because my role is kind of broken down into two parts. There's the CEO portion where it's akin to running a business, and then there's the Nantan portion, the spiritual and cultural leader. And I found that regions get an awful lot out of, uh, you know, folks such as myself in a leadership position in the nation to go there for. So I get a, a lot of invitations to go places. Uh, for example, next weekend, I will be in St. Louis to help them celebrate their 
five-year anniversary. Um, and then I've been places for uh, beginning of the year. I went to Charlottesville um, and Toledo because they uh, were the top giving uh, regions for the um, give to give campaign for the foundation, which coincidentally starts here in uh, November. Uh, so I, I had made a commitment to go visit those guys and thank them for, for their commitment to the foundation. And so lots of different things like that. But um, I went through the Keystone Convergence up in uh, Pennsylvania, a lot of different things like that. Just going to see the guys, hearing what they have to say. You know, they like to hear, hear a little bit from the nation, hear what I have to say. Um, I, I consider it part of the job and probably no better way to connect with, with, you know, what, what this F3 thing is. But uh, like I said, unfortunately, that has dramatically changed a lot of things for me personally, both my, my family time, uh, my work commitment abilities, and then being able to uh, participate in a lot of uh, races or CSOPs or whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, appreciate that explanation. And, and certainly I see you, you know, pictured and posting all across the nation. And I a hundred percent agree that it's just something special about when you or some of the other, you know, leaders travel and, and be part of on the ground in those regions, because, you know, we take it for granted here, uh, locally, I know, um, even, you know, where we are, um, you know, cause there's just so many of the leadership, uh, figureheads, I guess, regionally here that we kind of see on a regular basis. And the culture certainly has been older, is older and more established. And we just kind of take it for granted. Whereas uh, these other areas that are just, you know, getting launched and this is all new, nice to have, you know, some of this foundational, you know, figurehead people kind of show up and, and really establish a presence and really teach the culture because I, I don't think, uh, that's another thing I think we take for granted here locally is, you know, when I came into F3, the culture of the fort was already well-established and we were already a well-established region. So I never got to see F3, you know, develop, if you will, from a standpoint of uh, this is a new concept this is what we're trying to do. This is how we're, you know, here's the culture around it. So um, certainly I know those guys appreciate it. And, and, uh, you know, I, I know that you enjoy going and getting to meet all these guys as well. That's gotta be fun. So as far as, um, wrapping things up, cause we're kind of coming on top of our time here, you've obviously shared tons of great information already, just in your personal journey. Uh, when we were talking about keeping guys consistent in the gloom, that kind of stuff. But if you had three, uh, tips to help, a, a sad clown or a PAX member who's struggling with being consistent or with their own health journey, what would be three tips to get somebody launched on their hunt for wellness? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so I think the first thing would be uh, to get, to get some accountability, you know, being involved in a shield lock has so many benefits um, and you can never get involved too early. And even if it's just, you know, meeting somebody, you've gone do a workout um, and hooking up with them. It's going to do a few things. You know, number one, it's going to keep you accountable to make sure that you're actually showing up at the workouts, but it's also going to give you what I consider one of the most important aspects of good health, uh, a mental connection, an emotional outlet um, so that a man has somebody that they can tell uh, what's really going on with them too. And, and, and that they've got somebody to tell them the truth about uh, what you may not see about yourself. So getting involved in that type of a relationship is going to do the absolute best to accelerate your health. In my experience. Um, the second thing is to not never measure yourself against perfection. Um, you know, you heard me talk a little bit about my health or my, my uh, diet journey. And I have found that, you know, in a perfect world, I would be uh, a, a lot better, at that than I am, but I, I found that it was, it, it wasn't sustainable. So, um, you know, having something that's dialed back just a couple of steps is still worlds better than it has been for me, but it's, it's something that's attainable. Um, and I think the same is true for fitness as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very rarely the guy up front, you know, I just try to make sure I'm not the guy at the back, but inevitably what I really want to do is just challenge myself the absolute most, um, uh, because I, that's something that's attainable, right? I, saying that I want to be the guy at the front and I'm going to do whatever I can to do that. And yeah, that, that may not be practical or safe for somebody. 
it certainly isn't for me. I run with a lot of fast guys, so don't measure yourself against perfection. And then the third thing uh, I would say would be to uh, mix it up. And I don't just mean with the type of workouts that you do. Um, I mean, mix it up with the way that you're trying to maintain your health, because at the end of the day, I think we all are looking for something out of F3. You know, if, if I wasn't happy here, um, or if I wasn't happy in sobriety, I wouldn't be doing either of those things. You know, I'm just after a better quality of life, which includes lots of different things from fitness to deeper connections to better mental health. Um, so, you know, I, 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 in order to achieve all of those things, which equates to me feeling good about myself, I need to practice uh, ex exercising each of those portions of my health. And for me, um, that, that may mean meditating, that may mean uh, spending quality time with family members, that might mean reading certain kind of books, that might mean being silent in the car on the way to and from workouts so I can reflect uh, on my day. Um, but that, that, that does all of those things require my attention in order to keep them going. And it also requires, for me, mixing it up a little bit. So I've gone through meditation periods and, and prayer periods and uh, different things like that. But um, And the same is true for, for exercising. And I'm not able to go to the same five or six boot camps every single week. I just That doesn't work for me. I get tired of that. So you know, my schedule uh, actually makes sure that I don't do that. But even if I was in town all the time, I would want to go to different types of workouts with different types of people in different parts of the city to mix it up. So those would be my, my three suggestions. Shield lock um, to mix it up. And um, what was the second one I said? Don't measure yourself against yeah, other guys. Don't, don't measure yourself against perfection. That's right. Don't compare yeah. your insides to somebody else's outside. So those, those have worked well for me. And I think that if you're new to trying to accelerate your own personal health. Those are three uh, helpful tips because they work for me. Yeah. Well, appreciate that, man. I agree with you a hundred percent and um, hopefully that will help many, many packs out there take that next step or accelerate their own hunt for wellness. So I do have one final question for you, but before I do ask that, I do want to take a few moments again and just acknowledge you and say, thank you uh, for a being on the show today, but more importantly, just for being who you are in, in F3 and what you do behind the scenes. I mean, we, you know, we joke in the scouting world, I'm, I'm a scout master that, oh, you're only, you know, it's one hour a week. Uh, and, and really one hour a week turns into daily and hourly. And, and we know that you are absolutely burning at both ends, traveling, staying away from the M, uh, committing. So personally, I want to just thank you. And I know from the nation, we certainly appreciate you and, and what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I just can't wait to see what this thing continues to grow and be under your leadership and those other individuals who are part of that leadership, uh, entity as well. So appreciate you for that. As far as reaching out to you, if someone heard something you said today, or has a question about Nantan or just wants to reach out to you personally, what are some best ways for guys to do that? Yeah. Uh, I'm not hard to find. Definitely. Uh, my email address is slaughter at f3nation.com uh i'm on slack under slaughter you can find me there or uh you know you can dm me on twitter at slaughter f3 so any of those things uh, yeah feel free to reach out i absolutely love talking to guys answering questions or just hearing what hearing your stories you know the the, the biggest blessing of of my position is being able to go and hear and see and feel the stories of transformation that people and regions have undergone because of F3 and it's, it's pretty magical. You know, if you're, if you're feeling blue, I can give you a list of folks to call uh, that'll tell you about their stories. That'll uh, make you forget about all uh, whatever was troubling you. Um, so, so yeah, please reach out. Uh, I'm happy to talk. Awesome. And so my final question, brother, is this, what is your definition of wellness? Being happy and feeling good. Um, you know, I, for me, and I, I knew you were going to ask that question, so I did think about it. And being happy, you know, for me, if uh, if trying to completely cut sugar out and being absolutely miserable, um, you know, that may provide better physical health, but uh, mental health is a big part of it. So for me, just sprinkling a little bit of controlled sugar into my my life makes me happy. Um, and in feeling good, uh, for me, that includes feeling good about 
about yourself, feeling good about who you are, what you look like, um, you know, the type of personality that you have, uh, the mistakes that you may have made in your life, um, you know, so feeling good about all of those things and then certainly doing what you have to do uh, in your physical life to, to, to physically feel good. Um, and for me, I, I've had to do, I was going to PT at the beginning of the year for some Achilles and, and tendonitis type things. Um, it was a pain in the butt, but it got it fixed. Uh, you know, and I've had a few other things go on. So yeah, do whatever you got to do to be, to be happy and, and feel good about who you are and feel good walking down the street. I think that's a, a pretty good, for me, definition of, of health. Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation Slack at bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.